0: Great. Yeah, so um, all of this talk of houses um, in the passage this week has uh, got me thinking, actually. So many of you know that Emily and I uh, recently got married and we've moved into this uh, really nice flat in Southampton. But I was thinking with all this talk of houses, maybe we could make a house um, so that we could live in a house. And um, so I was doing some reading and I was trying to figure out what we need. Um, And so somewhere said that we needed wood. So I went out and I got some wood, Um, but this isn't a house, Um, so uh, you need some lights, Uh, houses need lights, so I went out and I got some lights, and then Emily said that it had to look nice, so um, I went out and I got some cushions, Um, these are just a few. But I mean, I'll be honest, I've got a few things here, but it's not looking like a great house at the moment. Um, And I've got some of the right parts of a house, um, but they're just parts. And how do we take these parts and make them into a house? Well, that's probably more complicated than um, I'm going to be able to figure out how to do. And I'm probably missing a few of the parts that I also need first. Um, And that's why houses are usually built by builders and so the builders take all the parts and they put them together and when they finish we usually stand back and go wow look at that house and that passage that Emily was reading for us earlier talks about how when a house is built it's worthy of praise so it's worthy of going wow look at that amazing house Um, but it's the builder who's actually worthy of more praise because he's the one that put it together and If someone came and put these planks and cushions and lights together, they'd still be planks and lights and cushions, but they'd also be important parts of a house. And this, kids, is like when Christians come together. They're still Christians when they come together, but they're also part of something bigger, which we call church. And guess what? The church needs a builder, too. Um, Our builder is God. Um, Now, the adults are going to have to hang around for like 15 more minutes while I talk to them um, before I tell them the main point. But I'll let you in on the main point now so that you can get on with an activity. My main point this morning is that we're not meant to be Christians alone. We're meant to be Christians together as church. It is God who is building the house the church, and he wants us to be in the house, and it's a house that makes people go wow. But we hope that when they say wow, it's God who gets even more praise and is worthy of more of the wow. Morning, everyone. Um, welcome back. Um, yeah, so uh, today I guess I'm I'm doing a talk about coming together as Christians um in the church at the tail end of probably the most apartness that any of us have ever been through um i know for me at the start of the pandemic um emily and i were engaged at the time and we went 112 days without seeing each other and it felt like an absolute eternity um for many of you it's been a lot longer than that since you and i saw each other in the flesh um and maybe there's people that you love more than me. That that's okay. I'll accept that. Uh, that you haven't seen in over a year. Maybe it's been even longer. Um, it's been a real struggle. We've been separated from family, from church, uh, from our routines, and I know that's um, going to have an impact on. Um, it's going to have had an impact on all of us. Um, Zoom Home Group and YouTube Church have been brilliant in many ways uh, but I know that I've faced burning out and uh, struggled to keep focused and and stay off of my phone. Um, Some of us have found the new pace of life really good for our prayer lives um, and the spiritual disciplines but some of us haven't and if you're like me at the same time regardless of which those you fit in, you've struggled with worship or secret sin or even our faith as a whole. Um, We've been tempted to wander off from God and from church. And maybe this morning you find yourself feeling a little bit tired um, and finding it difficult to concentrate um, on the screen. Um, You know that I'm going to be chatting about holding on and talking about church together. uh, But it's been a really long year. I'm really hoping this morning uh is a chance to be refreshed by God's word. Um and what I'm planning to share this morning is good news. Um so why don't we just pause for a second now um and and I'll pray for us um and then we'll get into this passage. Father, I pray that you would pour out your spirit upon us that you would bring uh this word Um, The writer has put in Hebrews 3 um, to life, that your living word would come to us this morning, um, that it would refresh us, uh, that it would keep us going in the faith. um, That we would experience your love more deeply uh, this morning uh, through your word and through your Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so um, this passage opens with some uh, really exciting things um in verse one um you've got this idea of a heavenly calling um this calling to to be in god's presence it might stir ideas of being in god's presence it might stir ideas of that um commission to go out and make disciples of all nations uh, and then says uh, fix your thoughts on jesus who um, as we see throughout this sort of first six verses um, comes across as this amazingly faithful, um, son and, um, one who is just faithful in all he does. Um, and then there's this talk about being the house, that we are this, um, brilliant house. Um, later in the passage, verse 13, it talks about how we can encourage one another every day. Um, and, uh, there's also, um, this hope, um, In verse six, if indeed we hold firmly to our confidence and the hope in which we glory. And this is no minor hope. This is not um, like the sort of British um, or kind of modern way of talking about hope where it's like, oh, I really hope that happens. It would be nice if that happens. It's like a firm hope, like it is going to happen and therefore we hope in it. Um, And that's the way that the biblical word um, is. It's, It's this kind of solid hope. Um, and these are all amazing things. So these are things that, um, the writer wants us to be excited about. Um, but we have the rest of this passage, seven to 19, and parts of, um, the early passion showing that he's worried, um, um, for the people he's writing to. Um, there's things that he's worrying about, things that, um, maybe they're tempted to slip away or tempted to follow old habits. And um, the first of them that I want to pick up on is this temptation to go back to Judaism or to sort of Judea's the gospel. Um, so in the kids section, I was drawing um, through one to six um, and the builders um, about Jesus, but also the other character who's mentioned here is Moses. And um, there was this sort of temptation in these early Jewish circles. Um or sort of Christian, but, but ex-Jew circles, uh, having this excessive respect for Moses at the expense of recognizing that it was actually God who was the originator of the law and just generally putting their trust into the law. When times get tough, um, when you face uncertainty and you don't know what to do rather than turning to Jesus, turning to Moses and turning to the law. But what this passage is saying is that Jesus is greater than Moses Um. Uh, just as the builder has greater honor than the house itself. It's saying that Moses was faithful in God's house, but Christ is faithful as a son over God's house. And so there's this affirmation that um, not to revert to Judaism and the sort of principles, but that that Jesus is greater. And then um, in sort of uh, the exposition of Psalms uh, 95, which is sort of given in verses uh, 7 to 11, um, there's this risk of rebellion against God. Uh, all of these uh, language and words around hardening your heart, about testing and trying. Um, there is, um, uh, in the in Psalm 95, it talks about um, some examples of um, where this testing happened um, in Meribah and Massa, And if you go back into Exodus, um, you can read those passages. And there's some things that are said in there that um, we can kind of pick up on what the rebellion was, um, said so they quarreled, quarreled with Moses. Um, both times, actually, it was to do with water and wanting water, not having water. Um, they even say um, to Moses, why did you bring us out of Egypt to make us and our children and livestock die of thirst? And um, there's just this turning on God's provision and putting themselves outside of it and saying, um, you know, it would be better off if we went back to Egypt. So there's this risk of this rebellion, this turning back um, that the writer is worried about. And uh, also in verse 10, um, that is why I was angry with this generation. I said their hearts are always going astray and they have not known my ways. And there's this sort of. Um, ignorance of not knowing the ways and also this going astray and walking away from God. Um, but this ends up in some sort of feedback loop where um, the the more you stray from God, the more ignorant you become of his law. And um, so the more you stray from him, so the more ignorant you get of him, him speaking. And, and and it just kind of goes on and they sort of build upon each other. And so um, he's speaking to these early Christians and and saying, you know, this, these are things that I want you to avoid. And um, as we think this morning about how do we hold firm in the faith and how do we do that as a church? Um, I want to bring out some of the things that I think we're struggling with um, in our modern context. So um, we have this, yeah, this fight to not give up. Um, but we can be really tempted to sort of fix it ourselves. Um, we are not, I hope many of us, uh, at risk of turning back to Judaism. That's not really the culture that we are a part of anymore. Um, but we do have this temptation to turn back to a sort of individualism, um, a sort of idea that we need to fix things in ourselves um, uh, and get it sorted in ourselves before um, we think about um, helping others. And um Maybe as you've been struggling um, with your faith during lockdown, you've been tempted instead of replacing Jesus with Moses to maybe replace him with a sort of ritual of, oh, at least if I get to church and put the TV on on Sunday morning, um, then I'm sorting it out. Um, This idea that uh, your faith is your responsibility and you've got to find ways um, to sort it out. Or maybe uh, you've kind of accepted that, um, it's it's not going too well um i i'm hearing what you 're saying, Tim, that I need other people, so when I um go back to church and when everyone 's back in the building um then I'll, my faith will just get better then um, and uh the this idea that um yeah, when we can see more people, then our faith will grow um and it is true that our faith will grow um as we're a- around other people but Actually, um, the building is already unlocking. Um, There's quite a few people this morning um, listening to me on the forecourt. Um, Shout out to those guys. Um, And uh, we've got the rule of six so we can start meeting outdoors again with other people. Um, I think that maybe we're starting, maybe we're realizing we're actually out of the habit of meeting or maybe we're in the habit of not meeting. Uh, And so, Actually, we, we're sort of preventing ourselves from getting back into um, those sort of church contexts. Um, or maybe um, you've heard about the building um, being used from the forecourt and just sort of thinking, um, oh, that's that's not the way I would do it. I would um, be, I don't know, some other way of meeting back together, using the building, um, having worship services. Um, I'll just I'll just sort of wait until they're doing it the way I think it should be done. Uh, and this is kind of the problem at Meribah and Massah. It was the idea that these Israelites were saying, Moses, uh, there's no water here. This isn't the way that I would have done it. And so there's this struggle that we we have. We um, we sort of want it to be our way. There's this funny quote from Andy Flanagan, which I'll sort of um, adopt a bit for myself, that says there's one church that I agree with 100 percent of their policies. And it's the Tim Dolby Church. And it has only one member. And sadly, it's me. Um, this idea, it's not going to be the way that we would do it. Um, and that we struggle with this. Um, and there's also this struggle maybe for some of us that I, I don't know if I'll go back. Um, maybe when these live um, services stop coming online, maybe um, I won't get back. And maybe the thing that's stopping you um, from getting back uh, into meeting together is a guilt Maybe you think um, I've I've just messed up too much. Um, I haven't really engaged with my faith. uh, I haven't engaged with Jesus and um, I'm not worthy of of going back to the building. Well, I want to encourage you that getting back into the house, uh, into this fellowship, into this church is, is not something that you have to fix. This morning, we see in verse six, but Christ is faithful as the Son over God's house, and we are his house, if indeed we hold firmly to our confidence and the hope in which we glory. There's good news this morning that it is Jesus who um, draws us into the house. It's not anything that we have to do to get back into the family, that it's Jesus. I think. There's a passage in Romans 5, which I'm going to read now, because I think it just sums it up um, more clearly than I can. But it says, but Christ proved God's passionate love for us by dying in our place while we were still lost and ungodly. And there's still so much more to say of his unfailing love for us. For through the blood of Jesus, we have heard the powerful declaration. You are now righteous in my sight. And because of the sacrifice of Jesus, you will never experience the wrath of God. So if while, while we were still enemies, God fully reconciled us to himself through the death of his son, then something greater than friendship is ours. Now that we are at peace with God and because we share in his resurrection life, how much more we will be rescued from sin's dominion. And even more than that, we overflow with triumphant joy in our new relationship of living and reconciled to God, all because of Jesus Christ. And um, if uh, if you're fighting to fix it yourself this morning, if you are thinking that church is not the way that you would do it, if you are struggling um, with guilt, my message this morning is not that you have to fix any of those things. Um, My message this morning is that God is bringing provision for this church of believers um, who encourage and build each other up. Gathering is something that he builds, that he provides. That verse uh, four that says, for every house is built by someone, but God is the builder of everything. This community of Christians, which we call the church, Is something that God has built, something that God is providing and that we were all freely invited into. And secondly, overseeing it is his responsibility. Um, God's son is over it, but Christ is faithful as the son over God's house. We had Chris last week talking about how we might not always... um, agree with government but God has put those leaders in place and in the same way um, we might not agree with the ways that the church is unlocking and starting um, to meet um, but Christ is overseeing the church. Um, Christ is in charge um, and over the church um, and he will build it in good ways and faithful ways um, as long as we show up. And finally, he wants us in this church. It's his faithfulness that secures our place in this gathering of believers. His Holy Spirit that unites us as one church. All that is required of you is to hold on to that hope, to hold firm to your confidence and your hope. You don't need to achieve anything. You don't need to be anything. You don't need to make sure you've got anything right Uh, You just have to hold on to this hope which he's given you, um, that he proved his passionate love for us for dying in our place. So um, what's what's the application here um, from this message? Um, Well, first, please hold on. Um, This hope is a certain hope. Um, So I ask that. In whichever way you want to return to um, community with believers, whether that's uh, turning up to the church on Sunday mornings on the forecourt or um, inviting someone into your garden to watch the service with or um, just giving someone a phone call that you haven't spoken to for a while in the church or joining the Zoom um, after the meeting, I really encourage you to come back into that community. Or maybe uh, this is the first time. Maybe you're stood outside the building right now listening to me or maybe you've stumbled across this video on YouTube. Um, if that's you, we're inviting you into this church. We're inviting you into this community no matter where you're at because it's Christ's faithfulness that makes you worthy of coming in. And then secondly, this encouragement and this exhorting that we get from uh, verse 13. But encourage one another daily as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Um, whether you think that in going back to meeting with other Christians with digitally or in person, whether you're going back to receive encouragement, or um, you sort of you feel like you're in a good place and so you're going to give encouragement to others um, you'll probably see both if you're going to give it um, you'll probably receive it and if you're going to receive it you'll probably give it to others and finally um we need to get back into this habit of fellowship um It has been a long time since we were used to gathering all the time. Um, But as things are starting to unlock, we should, um, yeah, we should be excited about doing that a bit more. And even digitally, we should, you know, reinvigorate that passion to speak to others. Um, But let's not do it in our own strength. Let's go back with more expectation of what God is going to do. Let's go back with expectation that others are going to come and join our fellowship and receive Jesus. This amazing promise from Romans 5. Let's go back and see church come alive and God's church giving glory to God. And uh, in the summary uh, that I gave to the kids, we're not meant to be Christians alone. We're meant to be Christians together as the church. It's God who is building his house, the church, and he wants us to be in the house. And it's a house that makes people go, wow. But when they say, wow, it's God who's worthy of even more. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, that's all I have to say this morning. Um, why don't I just pray uh, to close um, before we go into a reflective song? <sighs> Father. I pray for all those people who um, have really missed the encouragement of the church. I pray that your spirit would be drawing them together um, with the other members of our community this morning. That you would unite us as one church. We thank you that you are building a church for us. You are building a community for us. I thank you that you are overseeing that community that your son is over it interceding for us looking after us planning for us and uh loving us as a community i just pray um that for all those who are struggling with um guilt or um sin or um anything else that is stopping them getting into your presence Um, that you would uh, place people around them to encourage them place people around them to build them up um, that we would do this faith journey together um, as one church Uh, we love you lord jesus we thank you for being here this morning with us um, and we pray that we would meet you um, as we go into this song amen